pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the world's favourite and longest running radio show about video games. And my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And this is our fourth lockdown episode. Uh, It's an episode recorded from our houses rather than the Resonance 104.4 FM studios. And I think we're getting used to it by now, aren't we, Simon? Well, I still miss you know the ability to touch you. I mean, obviously, I I, I rarely did, but just knowing that I could was a uh, great morale booster. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I I guess our editing skills are getting a little better, and our ability to mask connection issues. I'm uh, I'm, I'm tethered to my mobile phone this time. So interesting. You rely on four G. Four of the Gs. Yeah. Have you been uh, Have you been tempted at all by five G? Uh, I'm not. What? What? And cycle. get coronavirus? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you've been burning down the masts in, uh, in your locale. <laughs> you know me. Uh, I've not found the reason to yet. I think everything I can do at the moment, I can do quite happily via via four of the Gs. What about you? Well, I noticed, and I suppose this is tenuously video game related, but Google announced their next generation of Pixel phones the other day. And my Pixel, I really, really enjoy, but of course it is the phone of Stadia, isn't it? It's the one that connects to Google's gaming service, The Bestest. And um, I was slightly tempted, and their 4A does 5G, and so does the new the new 5 uh, but yeah, 4A, like you, five G. It's, it's, it's like a game of Football battleships, score. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I, like you, I, I, I've got so many gigs of of data. I don't know what to do with it, and I don't know what I'd be, uh, what I'd be uh, streaming, what I'd be using five G for. I guess if I was really into Stadia, uh, it would be that. Uh, but currently, Stadia has not grabbed me, as we discussed at length on the last episode of One Life Left. Good callback. I actually signed up for Stadia Pro this week. Did you? Did you? What is Stadia Pro? Well, that's their um, monthly subscription, which gives you access to a collection of games. Loads, actually. Um, You know, sorry, loads. Define loads. It's not hundreds, but it's more than 10 uh, games (laughs) that you can click, uh, that you can claim. One -hmm. of which this week was uh, Human Fall Flat, which is why I joined. I just joined to to test out one of our own games. It worked well, very well, actually. So when you say claim, does that mean you hmm. add them to your library permanently? Yes, which you can then access for as long as you continue to be a subscriber, similar to PlayStation Plus. And you can, um, if you stop subscribing and then resubscribe, the games you've previously claimed remain in your library. I see. I'd like That is, in the end, what made me 
give up on PlayStation Plus because I was I was finding it quite a chore to log in every month and remember to claim the you know two or three games they had there for me, um, which then made me realise if that was a chore to actually remember to log into PlayStation Plus, maybe I shouldn't be subscribing to PlayStation Plus because I'm clearly not turning on my PlayStation. Uh, it's so boring getting these fifty pound games for two minutes of my time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know, but I know. I, know. I think I, I I think that absolutely illustrates though the uh, problem that we've all got at the moment. We're, we're so overwhelmed with uh, content that we've got access to that yeah, definitely. I remember a few years ago that you were you know I was genuinely excited about what Humble Bundle uh, would be would be launching you know because they were the exception rather than the rule. Now I think mm. they had sort of ten bundles right of various books and software and games. It's just like whoa, guys. So yeah, anyway, I, 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 am a, I am a current Stadia Pro member, so if you fancy joining me for some Human Fall Flat, Steve, I'll see you there. We are a radio show about video games, and improbably we have begun this episode of One Life Left by talking about video games. It's atypical. Um, we're only two people today, still no Anne yet. Get well soon, Anne. Hope to hear you back. Have we had any luck on the guest front? Well, um... <laughs> Do you have any luck if you don't try? I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I'll be honest with you, Steve. I've been, um, I've just, I mean, I've just been so busy this week. So busy. Um, it's it's fine I, because we've not been stuck for content the last few well, weeks, have we? So I, I guess our, our listeners would argue. But um, I, I'm not lying when I say that I've genuinely thought about pretending I'm on holiday Um <laughs> So that next week I can do some work as opposed to being in meetings about work. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, everything is getting... I'm finding, uh, like, as the COVID situation seems to darken again and we seem to be, you know, heading towards a, a second wave, if not already in it, I think people's work schedules seem to be getting more intense as well <laughs> because I don't know there's a feeling of lightness as it thought we might you know some people thought we might be heading towards the end of this thing uh, and it definitely makes work feel incredibly oppressive but I hope that One Life Left provides a little bit of uh, light to everybody do you think it does? Well uh, let's get a guest Steve you know I think it's gone, <laughs> for, it's gone for long enough I will yeah. um well, uh, so I've been doing some management training uh, okay. recently. I know. I've been a manager for a long time. <laughs> Simon, could you do some training? Okay. Um, one of which was uh, time management. Right, uh, okay. Which I have to hold my hand. I, you know, I've, I've been saying, like, guys, I honestly don't feel like I'm getting anything done at the moment. I'm just, you know, my inbox is out of control. If you're a listener and I owe you an email, apologies. I'm not, but I'm not lying when I'm saying I'm just, just not doing anything. Anyway. So we did some time management. We talked through some uh, some time management techniques. There's the Eisenhower technique, Steve, named after the uh, president. I can't remember what that one was about. There are a couple of others, but the one that I've decided to, to use is Kanban. It's what? It's Kanban. K A N B A N. Okay. I have done. I don't think it's an acronym, but it's a process of having a three-column to-do list. To do, to doing, and to done. <laughs> That's not how they described it. That's how I livened it up when I was listening. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing that. And actually, I have felt a little more uh, effective, you know, still overflowing. But the, the uh, point I've been mentioning is that I will add, find a guest to my Kanban board. Okay, <laughs> good. Is, is that going to be in to do or to doing? Well, I, I'm not to doing it yet, am I? It's going to be... <laughs> but by no, this what, time what, next week... Firmly will, into be, done. To done, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, shall we get on with the news? One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scamfordberry. Okay, welcome back to One Life Left. This is the news section. Is there any news? Well, I, it, it wasn't on my Kanban board to do any... <laughs> I because we are... Um, 
We are recording a little earlier uh, this Sunday evening, and ordinarily what I try and do when I've got my daughter down to bed, or actually I should say my wife very helpfully has, uh, has taken Sundays to enable us to broadcast. So she, uh, but I've uh, kissed my daughter goodnight, she's gone up the stairs. Um, uh, normally I'm, I'm here a little earlier than you, and that gives me the opportunity to, to at least open up Eurogame. I've not even had the chance to do that, you were here before me today, so... Um, so no is the answer. I don't have anything lined up. And well, so- I can tell you the biggest piece of news that I've seen, according to the uh, according to the students I've been surrounded by for the last week. Um, that's the Super Smash Brothers news. Do you, uh, you know this? Well, it, it leaves me cold every time they announce something. So I did see, I did see that they'd announced that there's going to be some sort of Minecraft crossover, but that's, oh great, one game I don't play crossing over with another game I don't play. (laughs) Well done, keep them all over there, and I can continue to avoid them. (laughs) Uh, Steve is coming to Super Smash Brothers. The star... then? I don't know, he just hits stuff, doesn't he? Which is perfect for Smash Brothers, which, as I understand it... Well, I know, because we, we talked about this on One Life Life before. I put about 50 hours into the Switch Smash Brothers before I decided that, yes, I was right. It's rubbish. Um, and <laughs> Did you feel that you got any good at it? I, well, I uh, so I played exclusively the story mode, which I understand is not the point of Smash Brothers, but I wanted to understand the systems, right? I wanted to understand how the fighting works. And also, I've got no friends and don't intend to make any. So I played uh, the story mode all the way to the final, 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 final boss, which I had two cracks at beating. It's a very, very, very long final boss. And on the second occasion, I think I beat it. I think it's one of those bosses, I believe, that you beat once and you think it's over and then it comes back. Ugh. You know those where the health bar gets down to one and you're like, wicked, it, this chore is over. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, now I'm the real boss. And I think you do that three times. And on the third one, I got it down to a sliver of health, and then I died, and then I threw the car in the canal. Uh, (laughs) No, metaphorically, obviously, it's on my shelf. It has value. Um, So I, I, but yeah, at the end of that, I was like, yeah, I still don't get it. It doesn't feel like a very pure or interesting fighting game to me. And I understand that there are um, there are fighters who play this who would dispute that, but I have yet to meet one of them or anyone who has been able to tell me why it's good beyond you have fun with your mates which well because but generally though you shouldn't be hanging out with children should you that is that is except for in my uh you know in in the profession i do 50 percent of my working week uh when um yeah the the first year students actually you know some of the second and third years all seem to a lot of them seem to like smash brothers a lot and I think it is a very very simple game that you can play with your friends and it's kind of a leveler because it is quite I'm sorry to say it feels quite random to me and someone quite bad at the game can luck their way through a combat round again if you are a Smash Brothers fan and you know a lot about the intricacies of it I'm sure this part of the conversation if not the whole episode is driving you uh, really really mad but that's how I feel about it. And like Simon, uh, personally was left cold by the announcement that Steve is arriving in Minecraft. Uh, it says here on VG247.com, Steve will be able to use an axe, sword, and pickaxe as weapons. Using the pickaxe, you can mine the area in front of you to collect materials and craft to strengthen tools, as they will have limited durability. So it's taking a bit of Minecraft's uh, gaming mechanics, and it's adding them to Smash Brothers. And it still does not interest me at all. Doesn't everybody always just play as Bayonetta anyway? I <laughs> I don't know. I think I I think people re- as I understand it, a lot of people play from the, as the Fire Emblem characters. Oh, Those they? seem to be favourites. All the ones who play, ironically, play as uh, Mister Game and Watch. He is the meme character. I understand. Right. Um, I personally played as Link. I don't know why. Uh, I've no idea why. Because Link has a sword, and I could understand what was going on then. He hits things with the swords. Sword, and it hurts. Will you, will you have to pay for Steve? Uh, the content will be available to those with the Fighters Pass Volume 2 
for $29.99. What? Or those who purchase Challenger Pack 7 separately for $5.99. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea. This is... Uh... This sounds like one of those uh, probability riddles or something, doesn't it? <laughs> this can't be I an actual s- thing that's happening, is it? So I'm right, uh, as is traditional One Life Left. Rather than doing the research into this live, I will guess at what's happening here. Uh, there will be a fighters pass, a season pass, of which they're on volume two right now, and volume each of those passes presumably entitles you to a number of free fighters and maybe some extra stages. Uh, and then those ex- those passes as well will break down into modules, so it's probably four modules uh, for packs in each pass. So Challenger Pack 7 is probably part of Fighters Pack Volume 2. Um, right. And if you have either of those things, I don't know. Maybe Fighters Pack Volume 2 is twenty nine ninety nine. That sounds right, doesn't it? Okay. No, it I says here. I think we do need to research this. I, I don't understand. Well, I, I'll, I'll do that at some point. I, I don't think we need a huge amount of research to determine that it's not for us, is it? <laughs> I think that's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely evident. Do we have a second news story? Well, it's not um, a news story as such. Uh, more, uh, I was going to ask you if you'd seen any of the r- real IRL pictures of the PlayStation Five that have been floating around the internet today. I have not. I've seen um, I've seen a joke picture of a air conditioner unit and someone okay. saying the PS Five is massive. Uh, right. So is it massive? It's pretty. I mean, well, it is difficult to know because you don't know the exact scale of the other things that are in the picture. Uh, the one as uh, one photo has popped up which shows an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation Five next to each other. The PlayStation Five is significantly bigger than the uh, Xbox Series X, but we don't know how big an Xbox Series X is. Well, I, I certainly don't. So in order uh, in order to place that into context, I'd like to see a double-decker bus next to it. <laughs> uh, are you, um, have you pre-ordered a PS5? I've not, no. Um, I did try. I did try. Okay, Sorry. so what was it convinced you to try? Just to see how difficult it was. <laughs> would you have followed through? Would you have uh, would you have clicked pre-order if you had if you'd been able to do that? Yeah, I think I probably would. Um, so, in some sense, I was letting fate determine whether I would get one or not. Because mm. um, I do like the look of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Obviously, I think Spider-Man was my favourite game of the year that Spider-Man came out. Um, right. And have you seen? Digital Foundry's comparisons of uh, Spider-Man Remastered and uh, the original and what the ray tracing effect on the windows looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you what that was what convinced you was it because Spider-Man's coming out on PS4 as well, isn't it? Miles Morales is yeah, but have you? I, I refer you to my previous question. Have you seen what Digital Foundry said about the ray tracing? Um, yeah, I, yeah. So it's it's pretty new. So. Um, I was unable to, so that's that decision taken for me. Um, and I've only, in inverted commas, got an Xbox Series S pre-ordered because uh, I couldn't get the X in my checkout fast What's enough. What's the difference between the X and the S? Uh, the S is smaller physically, okay. although we don't know. You know we, I can tell you it's smaller than the actual uh, Series X, but we don't know how big that is. Um, it also only does up to 2K. Uh, resolution as opposed to four, and it's also digital only with a five twelve terror uh, five twelve gigabyte SSD. So okay. it's smaller, um, but it does everything else. So the only th- so the the only difference between it and the Series X in terms of gameplay is the resolution it outputs. Um, can you clarify something for me, which is about the Xbox relationship between the Xbox and PC and your mental state. I thought you just <laughs> bought a PC that was uh, fancy enough to do ray tracing and all that. Yep. yep. And isn't the Xbox, the next generation of Xbox, essentially just a PC in a box? And can't you run all the Xbox games on your PC through uh, Xbox Game Pass? Uh, no, is the answer. So not all of them, and not all. At, at, okay. at the moment, there are there are three catalogues of games. Obviously, Microsoft doesn't make itself doesn't make any 
doesn't make it easy on itself, does it, to keep up with everything? Um, but on Game Pass, you, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you have access to um, a catalogue of games on your Xbox mm-hmm. series and your Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know if you had uh, games with gold, then you also had uh, you had free back catalogue games. But let's just put that to to uh, one side for the time being. Let's. So you've got Xbox console games, some of which are in Game Pass. Then you've got on PC, mm-hmm. uh, some games that are in PC Game Pass only. Some okay. games are in PC and console. Um, uh, and then finally, you've got the Game Pass application, which um, at the moment is only on Android, I think. Uh, and that allows you to stream some Xbox games <laughs> to your... Uh, Android tablet or phone, uh, okay. but not all of the games that are within Game Pass Ultimate. So there currently. are still Xbox. There are currently Xbox exclusives that you need the console to play. Uh, there will be some at the mo- well at the moment. I don't think it's possible to say that all Xbox exclusives will also be available on PC and Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Do you know what what I'm also is driving tricky, at? Is... Isn't it? I know what I'm doing. And it's quite hard. <laughs> it, it also makes me sound as if I like. If you listen, to, I think if you listen to my answers, it could imply that I'm guilty of something. <laughs> it's so like I'm, I'm just I'm just sort of uh, muddying everything. <laughs> I'm not I've intending got, yeah. to like interrogate no. you on the witness stand here, but I am. Well, I, 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 I having. Right, so now that I understand that there are some games on the Xbox that you cannot guarantee will appear on your fancy PC with the ray tracing graphics card, um, do you know what those are? Why have you bought an Xbox? I really like the look of it, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, you I don't can, know um... what size it is. <laughs> I might have to move house. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, um, you know, Microsoft has been pretty smart with what it's been doing with Game Pass. And they they gave me that loophole offer, which enabled me to get Game Pass Ultimate until 2022 wow. for, for, for like a pound or something. I forget what it was at the time. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were posting on the on the on like the hot UK deals forums going, look, at you look at this loophole. I, I, I do suspect that... Um, Microsoft were doing much of that on purpose uh, mm. in order to tie people in during a a, a transitional year when you're moving right. from one generation to another. So um, the, the Series S is, and, you know, heavy inverted commas here, only £249. But for that price, in order to get access to the console games that will be in Game Pass, which I've got, which I'm in until 2022... Um, Feels like feels like an, an an okay sum of money for me. Um, mm. uh, plus, they haven't charged the credit card yet. They only they only charge when it's shipped. So I've still got time <laughs> still to cancel time. it. Yeah, but no, I, you know, I, I if, if you if you're a member of Game Pass Ultimate and that, and that's rolled in Xbox Live Gold. If you remember that, that's what you needed to pay to get online. I've just renewed my uh, N- N- Nintendo subscription so that my wife can play Animal Crossing that's effectively what that is that's uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing anything else online uh myself but we're quite happy as a family to pay 31 pounds a year so that um I have the ability to go to uh, if needed go and play Tetris 99 but um yeah so so many of these services are well certainly all of them on actually on console are additional purchases beyond the hardware but um Microsoft certainly for the pound I paid to get it through to 2022 does seem to be the best value for money okay um, I've got one final news story maybe you've got another one and that is one I've just picked up uh, breaking news three hours ago on vg247.com says it looks like which is always like a strong start for a news story um (laughs) Even, and the headline has appears as well. In, uh, it says the headline is Netflix's The Witcher season three appears to have already been confirmed, even though season two of the show has not yet finished filming. A lister, a listing for The Witcher season three has seemingly confirmed that Henry Cavill and his <laughs> co-stars will return uh, once season once season two is finished. Um, did you watch The Witcher? Uh, I think I watched three episodes. 
Because you're our Witcher correspondent. Hello. What what um, didn't capture you about the attraction of seeing Henry Cavill in the bath? <laughs> well, you know, uh, when you study them closely, there are you know it didn't fit. I, I think that the uh, computer Geralt is the uh, is the sexiest of the men. Right. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I am struggling to, to get into anything at the moment uh, on Netflix. Um, I've not even finished the Spurs All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. Um, so I don't know. It was just, yeah, being afraid of committing to it, I think. And also one of those things that if, that if, you, do, if you leave enough distance between watching something first and then the next time I yeah my my interest wanes so yeah well, I don't it, know it, it seemed it seemed it seemed fine I, I've not seen it either um which you know you would think leaves this news story dead in the water <laughs> but actually what we can do is uh segue into the real uh CD project red news story of the week which is that they've had to go into crunch to finish uh cyberpunk haven't they Apparently so, yes. Um, mandatory overtime uh, is how they described it, I believe, in their communications, which um, many people are unhappy about, uh, quite rightly. I don't... Um, it is tricky, isn't it? I was thinking about this um, uh, because there's been an awful lot of discussion about the human cost of uh, making entertainment and how... Um, people shouldn't uh, be forced to work and i was comparing it to my time on magazines mm. uh, where you had a monthly deadline that you had to hit you had to hit it and mm. sometimes we would work late um yeah well it was a knock-on effect really we'd end up running late on the one um so much so that we'd do a couple of all-nighters now you know we were young kids there didn't really feel like work much of the time anyway but um mm. you'd sort of burn yourself out that at the start of the next schedule bearing in mind you know back then we were only doing 12 magazines a year this is before future imposed the extra christmas issue on yeah. on you guys <laughs> 13 issues well, a year. 52 divides nicely by 13 doesn't it and gives you a four-week pattern um right. which makes a lot of sense except for when you take out big breaks like christmas and uh, yeah. all of that so yeah but i i, I think uh, yeah, sorry, continue. Well, I was just saying that we would often burn ourselves out um, uh, in the final week of press that we'd spend the next week uh, sitting around playing sensible soccer and not, and not coming in on time. Mm. So it was, it was just a vicious circle. So anyway, I, I, I don't suspect CD Projekt have been playing sensible soccer. <laughs> well, it's, while, it's but... uh, a pattern that is, is absolutely familiar to me from when I was working at magazines. Uh, although I don't know that I can fully say that most of this was to do with burnout. We would, in the last week, work so hard and, you know, have to hit those deadlines and I can remember feeling exhausted. But I also know in the first two weeks we basically just messed around, um, which is absolutely not what I'm suggesting. <laughs> has happened at a company the size of CG, CD Project Red or as professional as them. Um they're now working, I believe the story is that they're working six days a week and okay. they're being paid for this overtime, which certainly we were, we yeah, were never... Yeah, I wasn't at all. There were three issues of the one uh, where it was just me and David Upchurch writing it. Right, um, wow. And so, we, and so we put out three issues. Uh, I don't think I had a day off, like even over weekends, for four months during that time. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd have to say, if you went back and flicked through them, now I mean, I'm quite embarrassed about the magazines anyway, but it was quite obvious that there were only two people writing it, I think, given yeah. the amount of errors that were in there. But yeah, certainly not not, not particularly healthy. So uh, back to CG Project Red for a moment. The uh, So I, I'm part of a discussion group on Facebook, and I'm desperate to leave Facebook uh, and still just clinging on. But there's a, a gaming discussion group I'm part of, and this news story was posted there. Um, most of the people, in fact, all, all of the people, as far as I know, inside the group are in the games industry. And I would say 95% of the responses were, you know, not appalled, but, you know, saying that uh, 
crunch is bad and it shouldn't be happening and they feel bad for everyone at CD Projekt Red. Some of those were laced with a little bit of, I guess, schadenfreude um, because CD Projekt Red had declared, I believe, that they don't do crunch. That's not a thing. And now they're in a situation where they have to hit this deadline and they're going to crunch for the last month. One response I saw on this thread um, by one person was like, I don't know what you're all complaining about. This happens in every industry. You know, every industry has deadlines, which forces the people inside that industry sometimes to work for long hours outside of the traditionally expected hours. Um, I don't think that's true, is it? Like, I think it's true for some industries. I've uh, I think I think I've been lucky enough not to experience a great deal of crunch while I've been in the games industry, um, but I, you know, I, I thought it was. I don't agree with it, but I thought it was an interesting perspective uh, that uh, that he was saying that we're very aggressively anti-crunch in the games industry. I suppose my response to him: uh, I don't ever comment on these things because I don't think it's a good idea to comment on anything <laughs> ever on Facebook. Uh, but I think if I were, were going to comment on it, um, my comment would have been that even if it does happen in every other industry, it's good of the games industry to say it shouldn't be happening here. Uh, no no product we work on is worth the destruction of the employee's mental health. Yeah, I completely agree with that, obviously. I, I, I'm, I, 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 am on, I, I am surprised it's not already finished, though. Hmm, seven years. <laughs> well, also, isn't it, isn't it coming out on a, in boxes as well? Don't those, isn't it going to be in manufacturing now already isn't it what where, where are we we're, we're about five weeks away i mean it's kind of yeah, fine isn't it so. you t- yeah assume so maybe though who knows who knows mm, i don't know knows? okay yeah. one life left video game news with listening to one life left on resonance 104.4 fm that was a piece of music you'll see the credits for that music in the show notes and thank you to the artist involved uh, we're a video game radio show we've been doing this for 16 years now uh, which makes us the longest running video game radio show in the world we broadcast on resonance 104.4 fm in london england and we're also a podcast is what we are. You know that because you're listening to us. I wanted to talk about Tetris 99. Have you been playing that at all, Simon? I've not. not I've, I've not played it uh, beyond the opening few weeks, I guess. I was never any good at it. So I, I, um, I also haven't really played it at all because it just stressed me out too much. I really like Tetris, and I, I you know, I think I'm, a, I think I'm quite good at it, um, but I'm not as good as everybody else in weird <laughs> Nintendo life uh, and I would just get you know, super super stressed about it but um, have you heard about Super Mario Brothers 35? I have yeah so um, given the success of Tetris 99 obviously Nintendo turned towards its other properties and thought what else can we do as a battle royale and the obvious answer certainly wasn't Mario was it? Uh, wasn't it Mario? 
Oh, sorry, oh. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I guess it wasn't the obvious answer, but it is the thing that they have uh, no. they've gone with. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Brothers 35. So it's done by the same people who did the uh, did Tetris 99. For those of you who don't know, Tetris 99 is a battle royale where uh, people play Tetris against each other, and slowly there is only one winner. You can target people, um, pick on people, you can bully people which is not what I want from Tetris, which is why I never really got into it. But clearly, that's what they thought was missing from Mario. Now, it's Mario's 35th anniversary, which is the big one, is it? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, they've done Wood or something, things. isn't it? Yeah, they've, done, they've, they've launched, um, they've launched uh, uh, Super Mario All-Stars... Uh, is that what it's called? Super Mario All-Stars 3D 2? All-Stars. 3D All-Stars 2. They've done uh, that Lego stuff, the Lego NES. There's been a lot of Nintendo and Mario activity this year. And this kind of sneaked onto the uh, eShop without me noticing until I saw some people tweeting about it. So it is Super Mario Brothers, but you race against people through the levels uh, online and compete against people. Uh, have you played it at all? I've not played it, no. Me but neither. at least I know I can. <laughs> so I'm down a year. It. Well, actually, no, um, I can't play it for a year, can I? Can you not? No, I can't because they because you're only able to play this until the end of March. Is that right? So it's another one of these limited releases. Why do you think they're doing that? Because that's the same with Super Mario All Stars Two and the physical release, right? Yeah, it, 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 you, you can almost see why you would be able to do that with um, the physical and and it's the digital versions as well, which are being taken oh, okay. uh, off the eShop uh, at the end of March too. Uh, but this seems like a yeah l- like a weirdly stressful way to make people play Super Mario um, uh, Battle Royale, but 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 forcing them to do it before the end of March. Yeah, I and I heard some sort of gossip that people might be doing the uh, sorry, I heard some gossip that Nintendo might have been restricting the sales of Super Mario 3D All Stars. Because uh, I guess it was less gossip and more like hypothesis, rumours, uh, presumptions that maybe they were breaking those titles up and then going to stick them on the eShop separately after yeah. that point. Maybe That's what alongside... you lot gossip about on Facebook, is it? It is, it is. <laughs> Your little Facebook group. This is why I want to leave, Simon. It's a toxic atmosphere. <laughs> no, one, no one ever thinks the best of people, but I can't see the uh, best here. Did you... Did you see what Mario's wearing at the moment? <laughs> well, he's wearing his shorts in sunshine, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I can't see a, I don't. Nintendo's uh, seem to be generally a very positive gaming company, right? You don't. Mm-hmm. It, it's the it's the one of the three major platforms that's focused around children and the games and having a nice time and it being a friendly. Uh, environment. It's not the FPS murder, murder, blood, swearing at people uh, online environment. And so, you know, it, I, I guess partly there's a little bit of dissonance there making Super Mario aggressively competitive, but that's fine. That's that sort of game structures. I don't see, I can't work out a positive for restricting people from being able to buy these titles other than, like you say, uh, producing sales pressure or, um, or you know, uh, artificial scarcity, which, yeah, it seems like a weird thing to do. Um, I've downloaded Super Mario Bros. 35. Okay. Can play are you, you, you going to play it live? I'm going to play it live. I'm, I'm launching it right now. I'm going to turn up the volume, and then presumably okay. I'm going to turn it down again because it'll be a bit loud. So, uh, looks like Super Mario Brothers, except for it's got a big old okay. 35 on there. Hear the music. Sounds like Super Mario Brothers. Offering me some daily challenges right up at the front. Defeat 20 enemies in a 35-player battle. Ah, right, so that's what the 35 refers to. A 35-player battle. So I'm going to go straight in right now to that 35-player okay. battle. I'm eschewing the other options, which are uh, a special battle and presumably some option stuff. It says, participation in online matches may result in your nickname and game stats being shared. Ooh, it's warning me. That. I don't mind. All right, so uh, I'm going to select 1-1, one, one, the course. It's matching me. Uh, I can see a screen full of slots 
uh, waiting for people to drop in there. There's a timer dropping down from 90. Uh, it's, uh, last time I played something like this was Fall Guys. Did you see how much money Fall Guys has made on PC? I did not see how much money Fall Guys has made on PC. Like an obscene amount, like a, a startling amount. I am going to say the number that's in my head right now, which is about 100 million. It may have been more than that. I am uh, starting this game. Countdown, 3, 2, 1. And, um, okay, I'm running. I'm running really slowly so far because, oh, I can see little, um, oh, I've died. Oh, and uh, I think that's was that, it. Was that fun? Was that fun for you? Well, I levelled up from one to two. Uh, oh, that's good. And um, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear that you need to do much. Just to be clear, I came 34 out of 35 uh, competitors. Oh. It's it's very, uh, <laughs> very honourably offering me a rematch, which I don't think I would deserve with that... Uh, <laughs> That sort of uh, skill level. Yeah, I didn't really understand what was going on, but that is always the way. And it's like all of these Battle Royale. So I've been playing a lot of another title which uh, kills you brutally. And uh, we'll talk about that in the review section. And that offers you a very, very fast restart. This isn't offering me a fast restart. Uh, we'll just see if it offers me one more time because it's saying, here we go right now. Uh, we can do another live playthrough. Okay, ready. Okay, we're ready this time. Three, two, one. It's highlighted where I am on the screen. And this time, I'm straight off there. Okay, so I'm running. Uh, I've oh, someone's targeting me. I don't know what that means. Uh, so I've just jumped on a goomba's head. I am oh, I found the run button. Okay, this is all going a bit better now. So clearing a couple of uh, goombas here, jumping on some blocks. Good old Mario action. Killed two things in a row. Got some points. Clear the uh, clear the gaps here. I am absolutely doing brilliantly at this uh turns out it's not a very interesting game to comment on but i've hit the flag now i'm underground you can probably hear the music in the background jumping on those um very thin pillars here uh oh a uh, bit of a dangerous situation with two turtles there then i don't know how i'm going to do this well you must have won that must you i can't imagine anybody being better than that you would think so from that uh professional commentary let's see where i came in the uh, in the group uh got a new icon came 29th out of 35 so there we go that's uh, a live playthrough of super mario brothers 35 do you think you'll ever play it again no nope, that's it thanks nintendo
Welcome back to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's time for the letters. Uh, before we get into the letters, I would like to um, thank, I'm just going to use a first name, Jordan, who lives in London, um, who's bought Super Mario 3D All-Stars off, off eBay. Um, so that's good. Um, I'll be I'll be popping that in the post to you tomorrow. Uh, that's what I thought of it. Really? Um, <laughs> How much did you play of it? Oh, I played a bit of Mario sixty four. I realised that I that you, I couldn't forgive its um, shortcomings uh, in the camera department. Mm. I got as far as Jolly Roger Bay. Realised that there's that no video. There's never been a good swimming level in any video game. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. it's bad, it's really really awful. So I stopped that, and then I moved on to Sunshine, and um, that annoyed me with its camera. Uh, I mean, it looked very pretty. I was sort of enjoying myself, but then I, more often than, than not, I was failing due to the controls as opposed to my own skill. And so I thought, why am I playing this? I've got other stuff to play. Started Galaxy, and I thought, God, imagine if it's not very good. You know, everyone, <laughs> every, 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 everyone says it's one of the best games ever. Like, imagine if you're going to be disappointed. Stop playing it now so you won't be. Popped it on eBay, got four, got 40 quid for it. Only oh, paid yes. 45. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I might become a, 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 a professional eBayer. Um, right. In terms thanks, of actual Jordan. correspondence, though, yeah, thanks, Jordan. I um, hope you enjoy. Gold coins still unredeemed, Steve. That's how I sell my profit. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't get back the gold coins before they go. Sam Copson writes Hi, team, and potential Zoom fueled SSG, if only. Next week. Last winter, yeah, last winter. Um, last winter, I took the plunge on an Xbox X, largely based on. The early praise of Game Pass. With the way 2020 has panned out, this proved a sound investment. And using great games, games that would not have tried purely on financial terms, were now a click away. Lonely Mountains springs to mind. Others that have been gleefully recommended but fell firmly in the maybe I'll buy it on sale category, including your own advice on Slay the Spire. Quick search, and this too was one click away. There is a downside. Netflix syndrome. The urge to only look at Game Pass list because that's what you pay for. Spun on 2 is my first game purchase this year. Demon Souls, a PS3 remake, lest we forget, could cost £70 uh, at PS5 launch. I fear, for better or worse, this curation of playlists and subscriptions may define the next five years of gaming. Keep up the good work. Wish you over lockdown. Sam in sunny Northamptonshire. PS. Simon, I saw you at EGX last year. I was too shy to say hello, as you looked a little busy, and I thought maybe next year, but that isn't going to happen. Next time, I hope you don't mind if I do. Well, let's deal with the end point first. Sam, I'm going to be disappointed if you don't. In fact, I'm going to find you out uh, at the first public uh, UK-based gaming event. Okay, let's meet there. Um, it's a good point, though, isn't it? I think it uh, we are point. we are being seduced by access to these titles, and and certainly uh, it will have implications for the way that we buy and the way that people make games. I'm sure. Um, I do I do worry as well about that other kind of Netflix sim- syndrome, which I'm sure everyone uh, I'm sure that everyone is familiar with, which is you think, oh, I'm going to watch something, load up Netflix, and you scroll to infinity, and then by the time you finish, you're like, nah, nothing. Uh, it's not like we, you know, time is at a premium and uh, it's probably easier to scroll through your potential game library than it is to learn any of the controls for any of the things. And yeah, ultimately to, well, to take a game and sell it on eBay, uh, except you can't even do that with a Netflix subscription. So, don't know. Uh, I, 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 do, I also do, yeah, I do worry that it will put the put the curation in the hands of someone who uh, who decides the best thing for you to play is this and this and this and this and there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of games out at the moment and uh, that takes some of the power away from from the smaller guys who break out um, if they don't get discovered by the one person curating and what chance do they have? I mean they have no chance at the moment anyway so it basically <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, all right, uh, Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and long-awaited SSG, this time, more any other time. 
recently I've been going through some of my old stuff from my childhood home, piles of 8-bit game magazines, including the one with my first published letter. It all started there. My faithful Spectrum Plus 2 with the broken cassette player buttons, a Commodore 64 that appeared one day well after games stopped being published. At various consoles with tiny collections of cartridges. Faced with the dilemma of getting rid of these happy memories or boxing them up and storing them closer to home, I turn to the wisdom of Marie Kondo. Do they bring me joy? Darn tootin'. What is the oldest, most useless collection of sentimental nonsense you're hiding away in some storage space? Your cluttered curator, Chris Conroy. Good question. Simon. That's a really good question and one uh, that uh, I'm not particularly happy to answer because I've gone through periods of my life where I've just... Um, I've kept stuff for ages and realised I'm not doing anything with it, it's just existing. Mm. I've either uh, given it away, given some charity or shamefully thrown it away and then years later decided to try and buy it back off people mm -hmm. like me on eBay. Um, so uh, I do regret... I currently regret not having a functioning Amiga, but I do know that if I was to load up some Amiga games, they would be rubbish, mm. um, and it would ruin what I consider to be one of the happiest periods of my gaming life, uh, my formative years uh, on the, well, started on the ZX81 and through to Amiga before we moved to consoles. Um, so yeah, I don't have a huge amount knocking around. I did go through a period of, mainly after we went up to the National Video Game Arcade um, where I saw a load of stuff that I used to own that I did sort of start buying again, uh, particularly some of the old handheld electronic toys, things like Electronic Detective, Astro Wars, uh, the LCD Scramble um, were all games that uh, I really do like owning. I very rarely play, uh, but they are good to have close by. I have an enormous amount of uh, nonsense here and in storage at very, very, various other places. Uh, in fact, my collection of Edge magazines, all of the ones that I wrote on, which, like you, Simon, I am afraid to open <laughs> through... At least uh, you're not named in yours. Yeah, well, you know quite. You gave Mario Kart 5 out of 10. But, but I know, Simon, I know. <laughs> uh so yeah so i have all of that that arrived collection of that arrived back from the in-laws today in a, a cardboard box that, that sounds rude it does doesn't it they basically said we're no longer storing this you decide what to do with it um but also i've got under the under the sofa that i'm sitting on right now uh, i've got a giant metal dance mat that i know i will never ever use again there's some donkey kong uh, conga controllers samba de amigo two sets of that obviously and a tambourine game uh, for the playstation called mini money tambourine which i think i played once if that uh, so all kinds of nonsense, but I will tell you the biggest, the biggest source of I should have done something with this at the time. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Is while I was writing for Edge, I used to get sent every PlayStation Two game, um, and I have a box of unwrapped uh, mint condition PS Two games. I have several boxes of those, which at the time would have been about forty quid each, and now are basically worthless. And I am holding out for the day that they are worth something again, which may be absolutely never. Uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed. That's not really sentimental. The Donkey Kong drums, <laughs> sentimental. The dance mat, sentimental. The box of PlayStation 2 games. The, you know, in mint condition wrapped PS2 Gaelic football game. No sentiment there apart from pure regret for not flogging it at the time. Thanks, Chris. If you've got any letters or uh, anything you want to send us, please email team at onelifeleft.com. You're back, and we're back as well. Uh, this is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and it's time for us to do our reviews. Simon. Steve. Simon. <laughs> Got a good time now. Um, I haven't been playing huge amount. Uh, more, I've, I've progressed the Mafia uh, story, um, which I'm still enjoying. But the new arrival uh, well, this course. week was, of course, of course, Star Wars Squadron. So it surprises um, me to hear that you've not been playing a lot this week. 
Well, I just haven't had the time. I've been clamped to Zoom calls. Mm. Um, so, for Star Wars Squadrons, unlocked on Thursday night at 11 o'clock for Origin subscribers. So, I was up at 11. I shouldn't have been up at 11, but I was up at 11 on Thursday, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to see what this looks like in VR. Because I've preloaded it. This is the sort of person that I've become. Just have a quick look at what it looks like in VR. Because I'd heard all this stuff uh, about how brilliant it was going to be. And the um, I think the uh, websites had just come out with their impressions earlier that day. So I was hyped. 11 o'clock, I unlocked, I fired it up. But it got to about quarter past midnight. It still wasn't working for one reason or another. And I went to bed angry. Mm. Um, Friday, uh, I was a bit. I was. I was actually in the office in uh, London, uh, particularly grumpy uh, about not getting it done. Um, took me until uh, very, very late Friday night, early Saturday morning, to get it properly functioning with my Oculus Quest. What I did though, crikey, it is good. Uh, is it's it? very, very nice. Yeah, it is good. Um, so I've played uh, the tutorials, I've played the first couple of missions in single player and I've practiced uh, the main multiplayer mode against AI bots. So I'm not fully into it at the mm -hmm. moment, but I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's as close, to, <laughs> I think it's as close as we're going to get to everything that we've ever dreamed of uh, when we were younger. Yeah. Um, you know, proper sat, <laughs> for the first time ever, uh, and I think this is um, probably its best, the best illustration of the perspective that it gives you. Um, for the first time ever, I've questioned the design of a TIE fighter. When you compare that to a, an X-Wing, which has got the glass cockpit, which enables you to, you know, not it gives you like a 180 view of the uh, battle in space. The TIE fighter, you're sat in this little square thing. You can see your little naughty imperial legs and hands. And you're just <laughs> peering out through this tiny circle. And yes, you can lean forward and sort of look around. But in terms of um, getting that scope and what you're supposed to be doing, it's very, very limited. So um, I'm not surprised that the Rebels won. So um, I also downloaded it, or, or rather uh, preloaded it. But then I remembered, actually, if you've got a good connection, right, if you've got your 5G on, um, it's sometimes not good to preload stuff on Steam because it takes longer to do that unlocking process. Uh, oh, does it? It, well, it has done for me in the past. It's taken ages for huge games to unscramble all of the data. Uh, but that um, wasn't a problem for me because I've been playing something else uh, instead. Sorry, you should conclude your review. No, well, before. currently, I'm still, you know, still in progress, 7 out of 10. I've been playing Spelunky 2. No, of course you have. Of course I have. So, big fan of the original Spelunky, a roguelike platformer which... I'm sure needs no introduction. And for those who are familiar with Spelunky, um, well, the good news is Spelunky 2 is essentially exactly the same game. I mean, almost to the point that at points you think you are playing Spelunky. It has some of the same sort of levels, although I think the enemy designs have been updated and those uh, caverns have different enemies in them as well. Um, but as you progress through the sets of level, which come in groups of four, you'll see the same enemies, you'll see even the same boss enemies, um, uh, and a few sort of remix things. It's kind of like uh, almost a remix album with new tracks on it as well, because there are completely new areas which are brilliant. Um, it is brutal. It seems harder. I wonder whether that is because actually the default controls here have run bound on already. You can switch that. Uh, but of course, if you want to be a Spelunky Pro player like I do, you don't switch that. And that's probably why I'm dying all the time, even more than I did in the original Spelunky. It is brutal. You can get further than you've ever done before and then suddenly just find yourself eaten by a clam and that's game over or stand next to a spike and it just pokes out and it's game over. But because it is always fair and all of your deaths can be blamed on you. Ah, oh, there's some gold over there. I'd probably be fine. I'll probably 90% of the time when I try and get that piece of gold, I'll be fine. So I might as well. And then you die because it's the one time in 10 that you're not fine and you've done it more than 10 times. And so the chances are those odds come up. It's a beautifully designed game. It feels perfect. Like the controls are so reliable and great. And even though it kills you again and again and again, the restart is so fast that it's impossible to say, okay, I, you know, I'm going to stop now. You always have one more try. It's also got some really nice 
um, how would you? It's got some really nice elements that change the way you play it. So sometimes, if you get to this point with a rope intact, you can pay someone for a shortcut, but the next time she'll want a bomb or she'll want a weapon. So that changes the way you play the previous levels, which is very, very, very clever. Um, if the game wasn't different enough on each run through, that makes it even more different. It's just great and it's so full of joy, even though at the same time it's so full of murder. Seven out of 10. <laughs> That's it. Good. That's well our done. show. Yeah, well done show. us. We did have we'll be... loads to talk about. We didn't need a guest, did we? I suppose so. They had, they'll only be interrupting, won't they, when they're here <laughs> this time next week. <laughs> yeah, in theory. Uh, it's been good to talk to you again, Simon. And it's been yep. good to uh, talk to you as well, listeners. If you have any letters, please do email in. Tbotwildlifeleft.com Otherwise, we will speak to you again the same time next week. Until then... Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>